Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hi, this is Johnny and welcome to this Coach House Beacon. We all love a well-chosen gift. For my 18th birthday, my brother got me a surreal rubber horse mask. On another occasion, he got me a mug with a Monsters Inc. meme printed on the front of it. My housemate, Daniel, got me a basic Casio watch that I've worn almost every day for the past two years, and it survived plenty of punishment as I took it into school with me every day. None of these gifts were extravagant, but all of them were well-chosen and fitted me perfectly. Well-chosen gifts reflect an attitude of attention and interest in the person to whom they are given. They reflect willingness to give and willingness to search out something that is personally valuable and to be generous. By contrast, we all know gifts that can be given with the opposite attitude. A gift rushed together at last minute, a flashy and expensive gift not suited to you and perhaps given to win you over, or a cheap gift given to you with little thought. However, generosity goes beyond the gift someone is able to give and spills into a whole attitude of giving. I'm actually a rubbish present buyer, and a perfect gift often comes into my head weeks after I've given one that wasn't so good. Thankfully, we can be generous in all kinds of ways with the resources God has given us. So let's have a look at this passage from 2 Corinthians 9 verses 6 to 8, which talks to us about generosity. It says this. The point is this. The one who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and the one who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each of you must give as you have made up in your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance, so that by always having enough of everything, you may share abundantly in every good work. The Corinthians had arranged with Paul to give a financial gift to struggling believers, and here Paul is giving them the big picture reasons why and how they should go ahead with it. So let's just look at each verse briefly. So first of all, the point is this, the one who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the one who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. This one is the simple principle behind generosity in God's economy. A farmer who sows a bit of seed will only get a bit of wheat at the end. A person who puts a little money into stocks will only get small dividends. And if you have any UK savings account with only 0.01% interest, then you're probably best keeping your money under the mattress. But joking aside, Paul's point is that those who give a lot will get a lot in return. We will come back to that the exact nature of the what that we receive later, as it is a really important point. So next, looking at verse 7. Each of you must give as you have made up in your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Paul could have forced them or exhorted them to give, as they had intended to do. But he doesn't do that. He emphasises cheerful giving, which builds on the principle given in the verse before. Why? Paul wants believers to give cheerfully and willingly, out of faith that God is enough and will provide. The attitude matters more than the amount given. Furthermore, we can give cheerfully because we know with certainty that God will provide for our needs. So let's just look at the final verse. And God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance, so that by always having enough of everything, you may share abundantly in every good work. This verse looks towards the end results of generosity. God provides abundantly, and the result is that the believers can share abundantly. God's generous provision to us means that we can give even more to others. 
We can be sure that we can share in every good work because God will give us exactly what we need for the work that he wants us to do. So what do we receive in return for our generosity? Some people falsely claim that God will always recompense us with money, but that isn't what God promises here and it misses the point of the passage. Instead, we're provided with the fact that God can supply us with all things in abundance and that we will reap a large blessing from it. God will always give us what we need, so we are to seek him rather than to seek material gain. This leads me to a second point. All that we receive as a blessing for generosity doesn't come from some kind of karmic system or the will of the universe. It comes from God who created literally everything. Everything in a universe, including money, was ultimately brought into being by God and by his miraculous power, bringing something out of nothing. He is always able to provide for us. More than that, God's love for us means that he wants to provide us with good things that truly enrich us, whether that's material wealth or not. Most of all, God has given us himself through Jesus. We receive him as the ultimate gift that we don't deserve out of God's pure generosity. So what stops you from giving? Addressing the practical side, the what, how much and where questions are another message. There are wise and unwise ways to give. However, like with the Corinthians, God is primarily concerned with developing generosity in us, which reflects his character, so that we can even begin to ask the more practical questions. So here is one way to think of generosity, which has encouraged me as I've read about it. I see it as a chain reaction. If you are stepping out in faith and becoming generous, God will probably give you more, because you can be trusted to generously share the gift, whether sharing the gospel, money, material things, time, energy, effort, and to pass it on to other people. It's amazing because in doing that, we are able to reflect the generous character of God. We become one small conduit that God uses in his plan to bless the world in whichever ways he's calling us to give. So I'd just like to end with a prayer. Lord God, I thank you for all that you've given to us. And Lord, all the ways that you have been generous and kind to us in ways that we haven't even seen or understood or imagined. Help us to see those ways this week. And God, I pray that you will help us to become cheerful givers who trust in you to provide for all of our needs, whether they're material needs or anything else too. Help us to trust in you, Lord, and to see who who could benefit from our generosity in our lives. And Lord, I pray that we'd be richly blessed as we do give with your presence, with a Christ-like character and with all that we need for life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.